Good afternoon and welcome to Distinct Authors. Today we have a special guest with us, Julie Thomas. She's going to be talking in, she is going to be talking about her um, latest book and giving us a little bit of an introduction to herself. So thank you so very much, Julie, for joining us. And we'll just take a moment to let her jump into the uh, the um, ring here and we will get started. Today's episode is actually brought to us in part by Elise Wiles and the Forsaken series, which is available wherever ebooks are sold. It is published by uh, Beachwalk Press and her co-author Sierra Lake uh, is also working on the project. It is a massive project. If you love paranormal romance, check it out. Hi Julie, how are you today? Can you hear me Julie? My apologies, we're having a bit of a technical glitch here because I can see Julie is here, but I cannot hear her. So if you just give us a moment. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. How are you doing today, Julie? Oh, it looks like we've lost you again. Okay, okay now I'm, I'm back. Okay, yeah. going? I'm doing okay. <laughs> now I can hear you. <laughs> Thank you so very much for joining us today, Julie. I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good, good. So, Julie, let's let's start with a bit of an introduction. Uh, now, how long have you been writing? Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, this is like this. I've been writing actually since I was a. Now, I wouldn't say a teenager, but since I. I uh, college you know i started off wanting to be an english teacher and i had to take a lot of uh creative writing classes assortment because i also wanted to do journalism you know and i've done a little bit of that in the, off and on in the past so i started off in college uh doing uh, taking creative writing classes and um writing uh short fiction and and poetry okay wonderful uh, you know i think Personally, I really started writing, I think, when I was, after I, while I was in high school, you know, I didn't really have much friend, many friends, and I think writing was an outlet to me. So I think that's where my writing career really started, but it wasn't until I got to college that I found out uh, a lot of my writing was, you know, had some value, because, you know, you always think, like, as a writer, you always think, oh, nobody's going to like this point, but it wasn't until I got into college and I had a creative writing poetry class that where you had to write your, your poem and recite it in front of the class and i'm like oh no these people were not going to like this point <laughs> and then come to find out later on after the class the teacher was like um well this is a really good poem and i think you should submit your work to this poetry contest and i was like really so i submitted it and a little you know i found out that uh i became poet of the year and a chance to go out to California at that time to go out and present the poem and to get an award. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. So, um, now does writing energize or exhaust you? I think it uh, energizes me. You know, most people you think of writing, oh, it's going to exhaust you, but I think it just energizes me and I feel more relaxed, especially, you know, these days with staying home and or we got the virus going on, but it really energizes me. So do you find time when you're writing, do you, do you find that you, you make time to, um, to recharge your creative batteries to keep that energy level when you're writing? Or do you just focus on the 
specific project you're working on and then recharge after? I think it's a combination of both. It recharges me and I focus on the task ahead. If some of the uh, reading, like with the uh, last two books that I wrote, and including the current book, there was a lot of uh, reading and research and stuff. So it's about really just staying focused. Okay. So what, uh, what do you think are really common traps for aspiring writers? And do you have any recommendations on how to avoid them? I think some of the uh, common traps uh, for writers these days are uh, falling into a rut and getting uh, having writer's block. And my advice would be just to maybe uh, keep a small journal next to you so you can just keep jogging down things that maybe something creative, like a, a title of, a, of another book or a, a title of, for a next chapter or a title for a character. Because when you're writing, I, I find like your mind keeps changing. Well, this is gonna be the title of the book or this is gonna be the title of the, of the chapter or this is gonna be the character, but then it it's drastically changes. Okay. So you, you have, when you're starting out, you have more of a, a working title as opposed to, you know, you start with a title, that's the title, that's the only title that I'm gonna use for that book. Or do you, you know, is it a combination for you? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination. I start off with a working title. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wrote, like, the current book. Uh, this was going to be the title, and then it changed. So I'm writing, like, oh, no, you know, oh, no, this, this is, that's not the title. And now it's going to be something, now it's another title. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a rolling combination. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I find, you know, is, is as a challenge, personally, is really picking out a title that fits the book that is really a, um, it, it's, it's the, it's kind of reflects the book when you're writing, it's so difficult, you may start out with one, one title, but by the end of it, you've, you've gone through 15 titles, and none of them fit, and then you get to the last yeah. one, and you're like, why didn't I think of that first? Exactly. That's that's exactly it. You said like you start off with this. Um, this is the title, and then as you're writing and writing your book, no, that's not the title because it doesn't really fit it. It's close, but it doesn't really fit it. And then by the time you got into the last, your final chapter of the book, the title, you really it starts coming clear. Oh, this is the title. Yeah, this should be the title. Yeah. And, and that's the big thing. So how do you, uh, do you have a process to picking out a title for your books? Um, not really, because lately I start, when I start writing a book, uh, I think the title is really the, somewhere, come, I get a title, I do for the title somewhere in the middle of having the book done. So I just start with like writing the first chapter and, uh, after I've gotten the first chapter done, that's normally when I get an idea, okay, this is how the story is going or the book's going, so this should be the title. So I normally go with that format, but I found that even that's just uh, abstract because a little later on when you get into the later the chapters, it, things start changing. So what, you know, we all have that, uh, 
aspect of writing that really drains us. So what is, is your personal writing kryptonite? What is the one thing that really um, has a negative impact on your ability to sit down and, and you know, meet your word count goals and get your project done? I think research and rewriting. Now, if we didn't, if I didn't have to go back and reread it, reread it or rewrite it, and maybe even do some of the research. I think that might. I think that is my biggest kryptonite. Going, going, having to go back and oh, now I've got to rewrite it because now it doesn't make sense, or I'm missing something, and then you have to go back and re-research, do, do more research. Mm -hmm. And research is such a huge part. How how much research goes into your writing? With my latest two books that I wrote, which are both Christian, and you know, since I'm writing a Christian book, I couldn't just write, be like writing something fiction where I can just go off the top of my head. The latest two books, I think it took me uh, almost a year to do all the research and writing and then editing. Yeah. So it takes about a year, and that could be, for, for a lot of people, yeah, it can become kind of draining. You know, like, because you have to, and then you got to schedule in the time. I, I can't tell you how many times I went on vacation and I'm like, well, now nah, I got to take my work with me because I'm not going to just, when I get back, I'm going to be behind. So I had to go well, take the stuff with me on vacation and schedule in the time to do the research and do a little writing, maybe an hour or two a day or an hour or two at night when everything's more calmed down. Okay. So when you're writing, um, you know, what, uh, do you, do you try to be more original? Or are you trying, you know, are you focusing more on the aspect of writing for what the market is, uh, demanding, you know, or, you know, are you kind of trying to be a unique, unique and, uh, more abstract or more of the, uh, formulated writing? I'm trying to be, for me, I'm trying to be more abstract and original, you know. Um, I know a lot of writers and authors, they try to follow with the market, you know, the market, but I try to like have my own uh, creating writing style, which is being creative and staying true to what I think my message is I'm trying to convey to the readers. And I think that's that's one of the aspects that we as authors sometimes overlook is the that creativity, that voice that we have when we're writing, uh, and, and we're trying to make our books stand out amongst the thousands of other books that are out there, and we're competing with other authors. And I think. You know, and, and I, perhaps I'm wrong. I mean, maybe you have a different, um, you know, thought process to it. But for me, it's, you know, being that originality is what is going to attract my readers rather than put them off because it's something that stands out. It's that little flash of color in an otherwise gray sea, perhaps, you know. So that's my thought. Is that something like how you think or do you have a, a different idea of how it... I, I, I think like that too, you know, I, I, we're all in competition with another writer, 
So yeah. my own creativity, I think, is what you know. I would hope I've had some uh, some sales uh, over the last few year, years for books and stuff. You know, it's up and down. But uh, you know, we're not like a well-known author like J.K. Rowling or somebody like that. We're we're just competing with each other. And for me, um, when I write books, um, I try to write books because I want the reader to hear, like I said, what I'm saying. You know, here's a, a message. So I try, when I write a book, I normally start promoting that book while I'm writing the book. You know, I give them a, here's an excerpt out of my book, or I start talking about, here's something that's going to be in a book, and, and try to especially engage people to, uh, engage the readers and people to to take a look at what to take a look at it okay and i i think that's that's a very smart way to go you know you want to build that readers um connection that engagement from your readers before the book comes out because then they're looking for it they're actively pursuing it and, and wanting to see it as opposed to just writing it and then start promoting it after it's come out and i find that that's one of those areas that sometimes is such a, a gray area because it's so hard for people to understand that you need to be building this buzz. You need to be talking about your work and you're not, you're not bragging per se about your work. You're, you're trying to inform and engage and connect with your readers. And I think that's, that's a very smart way to go about it. Um, and I think that you are, looking at it in such a proactive stance that it's it's very beneficial and I think you're doing an amazing job with that. Right, because it's just not, hey, you know, I have a book and trying to sell and make money. I'm also trying to engage and I try to set up projects uh while in the process of writing it in the process of promoting and writing that book, I set up like projects uh like one of uh, you know, before the virus hit, I was going to have a woman's, I was going to have a local woman's tea. So that was, all of my projects are connected to my books, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, I posted an announcement on Facebook. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, woman's tea, but we're connecting women to, uh, on a Christian level, you know, that want to share, that have something to say. Yeah. So my projects are, are all connected to my books. Mm -hmm. Do you find that when you're writing, um, you know, if you were, if someone were to come up to you and say, as a new writer, you know, I, I want to learn how to write, I want to write, but I'm not, I'm not overly emotional. I don't feel emotions very strongly. Do you think that an author or, or someone who wants to write um, can be successful if they are not, um, if they don't feel emotions strongly? I think they can, because somewhere, every one of us has a writer in us. Every one of us has something to, something to say or a story to tell. And it's just about getting up the courage to do it. Okay. And sometimes that can be the hardest part is gaining that courage because we're, we're, we're so afraid of that, that, negative response that initial negative response that it's exactly. it's ingrained mm -hmm. and that's why it would be it would be encouraging to uh 
join other orphan support groups because, uh, you know, like when I really started writing and getting into selling books, I really didn't know too much about. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I so, really didn't know too much about the selling uh, until I joined writers groups and, and stuff like that. Okay. So are you friends with any other authors um, and how do they help you become a better writer? I'm friends with a lot of other authors on um, through Facebook and um, other and some of them that are not on Facebook and they've helped me because of their valuable advice, you know, just being there, you know, uh, whether they reviewed that a copy of my book and reviewed it or they just, they brought it and, you know, wanted to pass it along to somebody else. So they've really helped me a lot to grow into becoming a stronger writer, you know, and even though, yeah, uh, it's like I said to somebody a while uh, earlier this, this year, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people out there that's going to have, maybe they read your book and they can have negative response to it. Yeah. As I always say, it's just a, for me, it's more of a learning process. Well, okay, at least that person has brought the book and you know that they have read the book. Yeah. And that's huge. I, I think, and this is just my personal thought process, but I think even though, you know, as an author, I'm in competition with other authors in my genres, uh, my thought process is that we're all in this together. You know, my success is not built on another author's failure. My success is not built on tearing another author down. It's if I can help, you know, if I could help another author build their career while building my own, I, I to me, that is one of the biggest rewards of, of creating that work network and being friends with other authors and connecting with them because they understand when you, you know, when you're having that day where you just cannot get a word down and you get a hold of a friend and say, you know what, I can't, I can't put a down, word down and nothing's working for me today. They get that. They don't say, well, I'll, well, just put it off until tomorrow or, or, oh, that's okay. It'll be fine. You'll, you'll get it done. They understand the frustration. They understand that emotional impact when we can't get what we need to get out. And I think that's, that's a huge aspect of having those network connections and having those inter interrelationships without worrying about whether or not, I'm taking a sale from you or I'm taking a sale from another author or, you know, and I've had this happen where, you know, I've seen an, an author or that, that is maybe, you know, I've really liked their work and I'll say to someone who I know is into that genre, Hey, check this author out. And for me, that is, that's what this is about. You know, we're all trying to make money. Yes. But if we go at it where, you know, we look at each other as strictly as competition, then I think that detracts and that really pulls us down into that negativity mm -hmm. and it does impact our writing. That's my thought. Mm -hmm. so. That's my, that's my thought too. You know, we help each other uh, get through, get through uh, the, negativity that they may you know that that we uh may experience as authors you know from other people yeah you know we we get to we all, we're all aware of, you know 
yeah, there is going to be some negativity, some frustration, you know, and some depression. But as offers, we have to stand together. We have to bend together. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family. We're, we're a family is, is how I look at it. We are a unique right. group um, where we, we are a strong, we, as, as they say, we're as strong as we, we want to be. If you yes. want to be stronger, stronger, we we have to stand together, you know. Yep, yep, that's so true. So now you've got a number of books out. So when you're when you're writing, do you want each book that you write to stand on its own, or are you focusing on building a body of work with connections between each book? Um. Yeah, I have a few books out. Now, the first book was just, uh, that's just a collection of short stories, but the last two books, which are Christian books, I want them to, to build on each other. So they will be more of a collection. They will all, and you know, they will all have convey the message, mm -hmm. a Christianly message, a message from God, and maybe they can all teach somebody and help someone. Yep. Wonderful. And, and I think that's, that's a great way to look at it. Um, now I'm, I'm, I have a list of books that I'm currently, uh, that is on my desk that I have to get through, but I, I think it's, it's really important when we, when we write that if we're, we're writing and we're putting together something, a pack, you know, books that we want to showcase, uh, a way of thinking or giving encouragement or positive energy to our readers. I think it's really important to understand that they do have to build on each other and they have to work together. There's nothing wrong with a standalone, but I think if if we had go through life with that 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 mindset of I want to build on right. this to create a collection of helpful products or helpful books for my readers. I think that really attracts the reader. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, I think what attracts the reader is uh, not so much as the um, content, but sometimes I think maybe it's a, a message because something, I think some readers are probably looking for help. Some readers are looking for inspiration. And it's going to be like, what kind of message that is the author sending? Yes, and, and I think that message has so much power, whether we realize it or not, or whether we start off with that mindset, there, we need to understand that the message that we're conveying with our work is, is very powerful, and it can have a huge impact on our readers, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm more for, you know, I've been, um, since I've been in the writing for, for a while, but now I'm turning to or I'm beginning to feel like uh, women writers, I think, are have, are not being heard. So now it's more like we should get more women writers to speak up. Mm -hmm. Because I think women are the ones that have stories to tell. Women yep. are the ones that have struggled and mm -hmm. have gone through stuff. Yep. And they story, their story needs to get out. Their story needs to be heard. I, I would agree. Now, uh, so what was an early experience um, where you learned that language had power, had, had an influence? 
I think an early experience, like I said, was uh, back college because that's how you really get the tools you need to, you know, and the language you need to, to learn to write, you know, learn to write and not be afraid. So that's what I'm going to say that the early experience came on. Yeah. And that's, and it's, it has obviously stuck with you through, through the years and, and your, your life experiences. And I think that's a huge part and that's a huge uh, skill that I think you've developed where you, you kind of understand that that experience has guided you uh, to where you are today. Now I'm assuming that your faith as well has played a huge part in, um, you know, in, what you do and how you do it and how you you have an outlook on life as well so would you say that that has also played um, a part in you know you developing your writing career and and putting out the books that you do and, and the writing style that you use yeah I would I would definitely say so my fate is definitely part of it because like you know before I was like well even getting into writing Christian books it's like who is going to read or who is going to want to read, read your Christian book or hear your message. But it's my own faith and my own connection with God and my own experience with God that has given me the courage and direction to go out and to carry on the mission. Mm -hmm. Because like I, I said to someone uh, before in the past, I said, well, I don't get my direction just from me. I get my direction from God, which is a higher calling. Yeah. He says, okay, here's your assignment. You must write, you're going to write these Christian books and he will give you the message. Yep. And that's, that's huge, I think. I think that's a really, um, a really big impact on our life. And, and I, I think that's a kind of overlooked uh, sometimes. Uh, and I know, I know that there have been instances where, you know, um, having that faith has, has given strength and really allowed people and, and, you know, and I've got a very dear friend of mine who's, you know, really focused on her faith and her, and that was a source of strength during a very rough time in her life. So I think that's a huge part of it. So um, I, I, I tip my hat to you because it's, you know, we often overlook uh, how important our faith is in the decisions that we make in the way that we live our life. We, we may not really focus on it or it's not a central part of us because, you know, there are, it may be that we're, we're so consumed with, you know, the negativity, the depression, the, the fear and anxiety that we have kind of sort of detached ourselves or, or kind of forgotten that part of who we are and how we can rely on it and how it can, it can really offer us some some strength. And I have a visitor. Hello there, baby girl. Oh, my cat has decided that she's going to wake up. So, excuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think or what do you feel that you owe the real people upon whom you base your characters? Uh, repeat, what did you say? So, what do you feel or, or think you owe the real people upon whom you base your characters? I think I owe the real piece of, the real, I'm sorry, the real people that, um, that I base my characters off of 
a whole lot of things. Because I know that uh, in my first book, uh, one of my books, which was Tales from a Closet, uh, one story or a few of those stories are based off of family and friends and those experiences. Mm -hmm. So I would owe them a lot of things for the experiences that I shared with them. That makes sense. Do you, uh, do you ever find, you know, with your writing, do you ever find that the, the people that are around you um, are vocal in their, their opinions on whether you are, you know, maybe doing, doing uh, the right thing or you're kind of putting too much personal information into your books or do you have a, a very good um, familial uh, and friend um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, support network. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little uh, uh, kind of mix. It's a mixture because I've had, you know, I've experienced some uh, some family and friends that wanted to, you know, try to tell me uh, which way I should go with my projects and which way I should go with my books. And then there's some that was like uh, very supportive of uh, my. Uh, daughter and my husband now they're very supportive but uh some you know there was some negative criticism from maybe some somebody of my other family members mm -hmm. but i just kept in that you know in an aspect like that i just keep going and you know i took what they said in the stride but in the end i had to listen to myself you know what i want to do yep yep and that, I think that's important, uh, you know, that too often um, we allow outside influence to make decisions for us. Um, I, a few years ago, I, was, I, was, um, I had a publishing house and I had an author who um, it came to me and, and said, you know, the book is out, it's doing well, but unfortunately I need to, I need to pull it and I need, I need you to pull it from off the market. I need to step back. Uh, there's something has come up and, and I, I don't want to find myself in this particular situation. And I think what it was, was that she really struggled with having that, that support and that, belief in her and in her writing and I think you know I mean the book was fantastic I, I was I was so happy to have it and and have it out there and I, I really thought she would do really well with it but again she allowed the you know the external factors to make a decision and and it was the best decision for her and I, I'm not arguing that but I think that that as as artists we really need to listen to those inner voices and and really pay attention to those first before we allow outside voices to say no you're in the wrong it's the bad it's a bad book it's no one's going to read it and i think that's the big thing in the whole part of that it, because sometimes those inner voices should be the loudest and when they're really saying you know you're in the right you're doing a great job we really need to soak that up and allow that in to lay up our souls Right, exactly. You know, sometimes you have to drown out the uh, negativity of other people and whether it's books or projects and just um, follow your heart and your, your, your intuition. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
I agree 100%, 100%. So now speaking of outside influences, um, as an author, uh, we all get reviews. Uh, and for the most part, you know, some of us get more than others. But when it comes to reviews, do you actually read your book reviews? Yeah, I do, because I'm, I, I'm interested in what people have said or, you know, whether it's positive or negative, because that's how I'm going to know if someone actually brought the book. I mean, how, how can you write a negative review about somebody's, you know, a negative constructive review about somebody's book if you had not even brought it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can make something up. You know. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you could, you, you know, I'm sure they could make something up, you know. Yeah, yeah. So how do make you, something up, but yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I normally do. You know, I read read the reviews. If someone says, "Yeah, I reviewed your book," I go on and you know, after they've said it, and read what they said. They said, it, even if it is negative. Yeah. So do you? Um, do you use the, the feedback that you get from your reviews to help you grow as an author? Uh, sometimes I do. You know, I say, oh, well, this person said that I should, they like the book, but they think I should focus more on this, which would be something in the content. content and I'm like, and then I'll be like, okay, maybe I should, you know, eliminate this or add more of this. So sometimes I do. Okay. So when, you know, how do you deal with, uh, you know, the bad reviews, the good reviews, other than taking the information that you can use out of them? Um, is there something that, you know, do you feel with like, for example, do you have, if you get a bad review, do you, do you consider that to be a personal attack or, you know, how, how do you overcome those hurdles and how do you deal with, with the, the differences between the bad and the good reviews? Uh, for example, uh, for the latest book, the current book that I have out, uh, someone, I reached out to a, a lady that had a book club, and I, was, I wanted to come out and, you know, meet the group and maybe do a speaking engagement. So she said, you know, when I, she contacted me and said, you know, we, we've, we've got a copy of your book, we read it, but we feel like it was okay, but you lacked a lot of uh, content. So in a way that's kind of negative, but, and I, at first, I tell you the truth, I started feeling really bad about it, but then I said, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad about it because this whole process is a learning process. Mm -hmm. None of us are really expert writers, you know? And for me, um, since I'm writing in, like I said, from a higher power, I took my thing, you know, God said, okay, you're going to write this book, but he didn't say how, and he didn't say give you really much direction. Yeah. So it's more of a, you know, it's more of a learning process. And that's how I, I take negative or positive reviews. It's all learning. Okay. Like my daughter, she, uh, she wants, she's a really good writer, you know. I said, I told her, it's all a learning process. So you're going to write your book. There's going to, you have to know, there are going to be people that you're going to have bad reviews and you're going to have good reviews. And you yeah. just have to take it with a grain of salt and just go on and not let it become personal. Yeah. And that's so true. That's so true. 
So do you have any, any advice uh, for any uh, upcoming authors or, or, or people who are interested in getting into writing or getting into the publishing industry? Do you have any advice to give them um, on taking this first the, the best, the best, you know, the best advice I can give to people that want to become upcoming writers or getting into publishing is, uh, you know, do, do your uh, homework and do some research and find a publisher that's not going to charge you a lot of money, but someone that's going to be reasonable and that you can get your work out. Yeah. And also, don't be afraid of the reviews and follow your heart. Wonderful. Excellent advice. Now, for, for our listeners who are interested in getting a copy of your, your books, um, can you tell us where they're available? They're available uh, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Nobles. Um, they could also, if people just want, you know, a copy, they don't want to pay the high price, they can uh, email me at juliethomas232 at Yahoo. And, you know, for a small fee of $5, I'll send them a copy. Wonderful. That's, that's fantastic. And do you have a website? Yeah, um, they can go to uh, www.womenforgod232.net and learn more about our, our mission, you know, our purpose. They could also visit my Facebook page, the Legacy of Christ Facebook page. And we have a lot of helpful articles on there about uh, my book and myself. And that's one where you, they could find out more information. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so very much, Julie, for taking the time out to speak with us today. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. Um, it was a huge uh, chunk of your day, I'm sure. Uh, I now, um, you know, I, I hope that you will return. I do hope that we can get you on again here soon. Uh, now, do you have an upcoming release or anything like that that you, that you want readers uh, to know about? I don't... I'm going to be uh, working on an upcoming book uh, so I could come back on, you know, in the, um, hopefully in the fall or maybe uh, possibly in the fall and talk about the upcoming uh, book that I'm going to be working on. That you would know, be wonderful. Uh, that would really be wonderful. And okay. For so you our... can just, um, yeah, you could reach back out to me in the, um, sometime in the fall, like uh, somewhere between um, August or September. And I'll be glad to come on and talk about um, the upcoming book. Wonderful. And for our readers, I will put the links for her, uh, Julie's website, Facebook, etc., in the description box for you. So if you'd like to get a hold of her to grab a copy of her book, and I do hope that you will uh, swing out and um, support a, an author. And... Uh, Thank you so much again, Julie, for, for taking the time out of your busy day to sit down and chat with us and tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. And I wish you much success and look forward to having you back this fall to talk about your, uh, your new project. I think it's going to be very exciting. And for anyone else, if you haven't already, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button and so you do not miss any upcoming episodes. And we will talk to you all very soon. Thank you so very much for joining us.